Super Friends Super Show, where we talk about the superhero movie news and comic book news from the last week or so. Issue 177, I am Sean Dwyer, joined once again by my super friends, Sean Brennan. Hola. Adam Patterson. Ni hao. Welcome back, gentlemen. Uh, it's been a little while, and uh, we're excited to be back here to bring to you these stories that we have gone around and collected and put them in a little basket and are taking them out for a nice little uh, little comic picnic. We're laying them out. Adam has brought a number of different spreadables to spread over the comics, and thankfully that doesn't hurt their value, as we've been told uh, by a man who apparently was just trying to sell jam. Ben Affleck has officially stepped down. He's turned in his, along with his his little swipe card, he's turned in his cowl that I imagine has a similar thing so he doesn't misplace Do it. Has a similar like like little uh, retractable little bungee thing to it so he doesn't lose it. I imagine the, the cowl has the same thing. Do you think that he also turned in the weird, like, remember how they explained how it's a voice changer? Yes. Do, yes, do you think he also took that so that way he can call people? He's like, Ugh. he wanted, I understand that he wanted to take some stuff home from the set. And usually they don't let you. But if you're Ben Affleck, who's going to stop you? I mean, Zack Snyder, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, Zack Snyder, I'm sure, is not welcome back to that studio anytime soon over at Warner Brothers. But they have cast. I don't know if it's 100% official yet, but there are a number of publications, as I'm sure you guys have seen a number of them, come out and say that this is all but official. This is a an exclusive. Right. Robert Pattinson is your... I guess 99% official Batman. I could totally see him. It's being Batman. God, it's tough. I know this is something and he, there's been backlash. And not oh, from course. us, not from us. I don't I think you know, be, we're pretty reasonable people. Well, it's because we all understand and have a memory of right. things when everyone's like Heath Ledger's the Joker. That's stupid. This that's always terrible. happens. And it's like right. ever since then I'm just like, yeah, well, just let him cast and see what happens. Right. But everyone right. else seems to have I don't know what it is, like what the best term is for mm -hmm. that, but they're just like, <laughs> I know. Like they can't form sentences because they're biting their tongue because they're so angry. I think people fall in love with this casting they have in their head of who should be Batman. And if there is someone who falls outside that realm of, of who should be cast as Batman, they just get, they can't accept it. The yeah. funny, the funny thing is though, if you remember, Nobody was happy about Ben Affleck right. before. Nobody was happy. Nobody was happy after. about Michael Keaton right. before. Oh, right. And everyone was like, "Oh no, yeah, this is great." And right. that was because it was a good story. Remember that, like writing and directing and costuming and all that other stuff that goes into make a movie a movie <laughs> when it's good. It's, but it's there, good. I remember the Heath Ledger, right? Everybody right. hated Heath Ledger, and now they think he was the best. Right. So it's like, all right. Well, I remember very clearly those are my formative years when Heath Ledger was cast as, as Joker, of course. And yeah. it was like, oh, 10 things I hate about you, guy. Yeah. Get it. I remember like close friends having arguments. Everyone wanted Crispin Glover to be yes. Joker. Yeah. That was the big Crispin rallying Glover. cry. The, Remind the, me of Crispin the, Glover. Um, the father Rats. from Back to the Future. The father from Back to the Future. Yeah, that he, he, was, and, he was in Rats. He was also the bad guy in Charlie's Angels. Wait, but like, why him? He's like, he's got a creepy smile, like a big creepy smile. He comes across as creepy and slimy. Sure, I think that works. The thing is, though, I didn't hold auditions. I didn't hold I did. personal <laughs> I don't write auditions. Warner Brothers. I don't have these people in my office and like see how they actually like act as the Joker. I'm only doing this in my head. And this is, again, why I, I think Army Hammer would be a better... Batman, just based off what I had, the picture I have of the Army Hammer in my head, or a number of other like, or John Hamm, but I didn't actually physically have them in a room, and I didn't audition them, and I assume that Warner Brothers had Robert Pattinson. I hope not over just a Skype call. Uh, as far as <laughs> he's just, he's just how he's in his underwear, he's like eating cereal, like yeah, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Let me just they read this. Probably had him in, and they had a number of people. I understand it was a rigorous audition process for Robert Pattinson. Oh, I'm sure. And Batman, because they're casting Batman. I will say, usually it's is the movie good. It, it's it's less to do with is this the perfect casting choice. It's is this a good movie? The only exception I think is Solo. I don't think Solo was a good movie, but I think the actor that they cast is. Uh, Han Solo in that film was terrible, and 
that granted I know is a very different studio, but they went through a very rigorous, I know I'm kind of going on, uh, I'm meandering a little bit around the topic, but they went through a rigorous casting process. Remember they ca- remember they were saying they cast like 500, they were, they had auditioned mm-hmm. 500 potential Han Solos and they ended up with a gentleman who actually ended up being, uh, that's a bad, that ended up being a bad casting choice, but often they end, these actors end up rising to the challenge. It's, is it a good movie or not? Usually actors do their best. They get into shape. They show up. They say the lines. Yeah. It's not like they're doing Shakespeare or something incredibly difficult. You're doing a comic book movie. I mean, you don't need to be the best. It helps. You don't need to be the best actor in the world to deliver comic book movie type lines. I also think that like maybe they should do what Marvel did Mm -hmm. a dozen plus years ago, which was kind of like take good actors who aren't very well known. So you can kind of like get them like a really cheap cut of the overall film rights, but have them be able to act well in a movie where you're like, you're Bruce Wayne, be Bruce Wayne. Like it's tough. I think Robert Pattinson is, he's not obscure enough and he's not young enough for this. I I think he's going to be fine, but if they were trying to avoid a PR nightmare, I think for Warner brothers, as far as the casting for Batman, Robert Pattinson has already been in a big tentpole movie with Twilight. Right. He's in his, he's 33, I think. Yeah, that's the thing I don't understand. It's a like, weird casting. He'll I've, be fine, but he's not like what I think people were expecting. Yeah, I was expecting something like 22 to 25. An unknown kind of who's yeah, maybe been on television, exactly. smaller roles. But Robert Pattinson has been in big stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I don't know any of the details of the actual story that mm-hmm. Reeves mm-hmm. is trying to play out, but with how good, besides the last Planet of the Apes movie, right, are like they're great films. Yeah. He I mean, seems to get. He's got like a dramatic grittiness. Yeah. that I, I think cried. Will help for oh, that's I oh, cried during the moving for. Me I watched to hear. the first two Planet of the Apes yeah. movies, and there were sad parts. Sure. Of it. Not See, the third one. The third one was just really hacky. Yeah, but the first two were great because it's like here's a story. It's an evolution of the story. It's not like we're just going to write this one story right. and like, we'll pick it up kind of like wherever, whenever it's like, no, they continue. Wait, they continued the story just like star Wars did where they, mm-hmm. they take one character and you watch that character literally evolve. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that, that Should works. I that? I mean, yeah. And I think that this will be a fine casting. I just think if you're, tr- if you're trying to learn anything from the casting and the extreme casting of Ben Affleck, who is this, Older, I know they're trying to go in for a Frank Miller style Batman, an older grizzled Batman who is at the who has been retired for a long time. But you had a super notable tabloid like celebrity in Ben Affleck. You'd think you'd want to go completely different, young, basically unknown, and you'd want to go in that casting direction. They didn't do that. They didn't learn from that at all. But the question is, is that you know, are they are they trying to learn? Or are yeah. they just right? <laughs> do they want the to like is, are do they, they even trying right, to learn? Are they, are yeah. they, do they want to learn or do they just yeah. want to say formula? Yeah. Remember, remember, gentlemen, yeah. formula and right. one lady who sits on the board, right? Well, <laughs> she doesn't really sit there. She just kind of like meanders looking for a seat, even though like yeah. they're all taken up. Not by people, by by objects, but they're like, oh, save them that seat. Sorry, that's right. Man, that's right. Because they're, you know, bags of shit. Uh, and so that's Warner Brothers in it. You've been, that, you've that's sat Warner in it Brothers a lot. In a show. Yeah, that's that's very. Ac- well, I'm not gonna say accurate because I've never been there, yeah. but that's very. <laughs> but but you telling. feel like that's what it is, though. Like, I do. You've never do. been there. You haven't seen video of it, but you're like, I feel like that's pretty. Cool. I, I I feel like there are zero female um, yeah. empowerment at Warner Brothers, at least on the comic books DC side. Well, it was funny. So there's the outside of the, but the television like side oh, of DC, it's great. all, it's, it's well mixed. It's because they're like, do whatever. This is all of our actual money in the movies, <laughs> not the ratings and everything that's going on for right. subsequent seasons and years where storytelling really matters. Cause that's what comics are. Just soap operas, with tights on the outside. <laughs> But so whatever the, the the natural questions that people have raised on the internet, the worst place uh, mm. for for will, will discussions. Robert Pattinson sparkle? Will he sparkle? You know, Kristen Stewart is she going to be in this involved at all? I certainly hope not. Um, oh no, absolutely not. Although she's like a pretty renowned actress, she's been in a lot of things that have been well received. So like, but I think the Twilight Saga really tarnished. It, it existed also, at this time, and it really tarnished a lot of the actors that came out of that. We also have to remember that they did date. And the mm-hmm. question is, is did that ending change right. their relationship? In which case they can't work together. Like I, I remember reading a thing about 
in Game of Thrones, Cersei Lannister and the uh, actor who played Braun, they could not be in scenes together right. because they spoilers. Well. <laughs> I guess Enough. you got to deal with it. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but like they couldn't be in scenes together right. because they, they dated and then there's such a bad breakup. So, I mean, and, and as well as I don't think Kristen Stewart necessarily, I mean, after, um, not witch hunter, what was that one where she was, um, snow white, right? Yeah. Yes. After, after yes. that, I feel like that's as close to comic books as she's ever going to get. A big fantasy epic now. I think she does yeah. smaller roles where she kind of plays a very broken kind of character. Yeah, dramas. Like, dramas, dramas where either she's trying to get her life back together or she's addicted to the drug or she's just getting into prostitution. I feel like that's something that she, that's kind of her niche at this she's, point. Yeah, she, she's exploring that part of herself, I, I think this guess. is as much as we've ever in I the 177 like episodes ever explored staying away her. from stuff. I, yeah. I, I think she's that's like, smart. I don't need to make like another bajillion dollar series right. she made that's a what lot was. of money from tw- oh yeah, so she could be very choosy good for yeah, her but, yeah. but it's it's a weird casting i i think that robert pattinson will be fine because i think it it has less to do as i said about the actor more and has more to do of course with the direction exactly and the way it's edited and the feel and the story i think that is 80 percent of it and i think the actual actors are 20 percent. okay so, so that's my formula i see what you did there. that's 100 percent. 100 percent. remember Warner Brothers, like yeah. watching this and editing it, have a hundred percent others say to see to tell you how well that movie's gonna go. So that's like, right. That's it right. could be a great movie. Warner Brothers, I think they they have a history now. Sticky fingers. Sticky fingers, especially with their big franchises like Superman and Batman. They it's tend terrible. to and also with uh they were expecting a lot of Suicide Squad. The the big projects are the ones they tend to mess with too much. Wonder Woman, they kind of left it alone. Patty Jenkins, they let her do her thing from the best to, to my knowledge. Yeah. They let her do her thing and it was a fantastically well received movie and they're taking their time as far as they didn't rush out a sequel immediately. With uh, Wonder Woman, there it's not coming out for like another year or so. Wonder Woman eighty four, so they're taking the time with that one. It doesn't seem like they're meddling that much with that one. It's a very interesting situation now that they have over at Warner Brothers DC Comics right now. Their Superman is really out of the game. They are not going to reboot the Superman character for a long time. I think he is. I think Henry Cavill has seen his last day as playing Superman. So they're they're going to like their second tier characters. It's it's something that is very much mirroring what they did over the MCU in their early days, where they couldn't use their most popular characters. And this is for a di- very different reason why Warner Brothers and DC can't use their most popular characters because they destroyed them themselves. <laughs> you know, I feel like I don't know, it's it's like you're you're learning to do model cars, and you don't you've never done a model car, car before. And you're the first ones you try to do, you don't do a good job because you need like a very precise and a very steady hand to do the model cars and the gluing and you ruin the first couple that you try. But by the third or fourth, True. you get the model car. True. But you can't go back and do the best ones you tried to do, like the most fancy car. My analogy, I think it started on the right no, track. No, it's, it's working. It's working. Like you, you tried your most, your best most expensive model cars first and you ruin them. Right. You, you already, you already built the yeah. Bel Air 54 and it's, <laughs> and it's, it's sitting, <laughs> it's sitting over there in a pile slowly smoking. And you're like, I'm, right. you know, I'll try this again, but after I prove myself, that's right. So I think they're, they're less expensive. They, now they, they kind of know what they're doing and they, they realize that they're letting the, the directors and the creators kind of helm these projects as, as opposed to meddling so much and trying to shoehorn this into a cinematic shared universe. So eventually it's going to take some time before they go back and bring back their Supermans and their Batmans. It's a good thing that at least they have Wonder Woman working. The you question know? is, is can they keep their fingers out of right. Wonder Woman 2? That uh, is that yeah, is okay. going to be the test. I mean, not just like out of sexual assault. Yes. Um, but <laughs> out, of, out of the fact that, you know, can they or can they not right. let penny do the wondrous thing she did in the first round and say okay we trust you because you did amazingly therefore we're not going to muck it about because we we will remove one object from the chair around the board and you may sit well i i think that's what happened is they're like well it's wonder woman no one cares about Wonder Woman, exactly and they're just like oh hey that almost got a million dollars right right let's let let's not let's I want to put my fingers in this, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I do like money. 
So uh, I'm going to dip my fingernail in there. We're going to see what happens. Everyone needs to stop talking about Wonder Woman as in, in the light of using your fingers to poke things in. I'm it's sorry. Just, <laughs> I didn't mean to. Because Sean Brenton happens. is also having a hard time not using, poking his fingers in, in Wonder Woman again. But I, I think now, I think they had they they really knocked it out of the park with Wonder Woman both on being well received at the box office and also people liking it. But you're living in this world now where you have superhero movies that are consistently making a billion dollars. And now you have Avengers films that have made two billion. Yeah, so I right. think a billion a billion dollars or just shy of a billion dollars for Wonder Woman is no longer gonna be satisfactory for Warner Brothers. I think they're gonna go, you know what? It almost made a billion last time. I think we can do better. And they might ruin it because they're so they're they're so greedy thinking that this can make 1.5 billion or 2 billion and they're going to meddle too much. But so. I don't understand though like I get it you want to maximize your profits when you right. spend so much on something but Warner Brothers themselves has their fingers in so many other pots. Just stop. Just stop with the fingers and poking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Warner Brothers has so many other they're fingering so many superhero characters <laughs> right now that it's difficult. Well, I think I think there's so also many fingers. I think there's also a thing to say, say about ego, right? Right. If if Warner Brothers had somebody there that was secure enough to say, we don't need to make a billion dollars. We're just going to make a good movie. Right. Then they would learn that that's all you need mm-hmm. to make a billion well, then dollars. They wouldn't be, then they wouldn't be Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's tough. It's that's how tough. That works. They uh they really have their work cut out for them. But to segue with what Warner Brothers and DC is doing right now. The script for Booster Gold has been turned in. Yeah. And that was something that was commissioned greenlit in 2016. Uh, it was a script written by uh, a, a Mr. Uh, Zach Stentz, Stentz, who I am not familiar with. He uh, was commissioned to do the script three years ago when it was greenlit. And he has turned it into Warner Brothers. And we're not sure where this leaves them. I assume this is a uh, something to complement their Shazam character. I think they have kind of hit this niche as far as having a a a, a character that is lighthearted and they're they're looking for a younger audience and I think that's exactly the type of character you already have with a Booster family Gold. Deadpool a family Deadpool exactly and I think you have Shazam Booster Gold I think would also hit that same bell yeah so I think that's perfect I think that so. would be and you and Sean Brennan as our as our in house Booster Gold enthusiast yeah. What do, you, what do you think about? A- I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking of family friendly Deadpool, and I'm like, I'm just like going <laughs> over Booster Gold's story. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, so 25th century uh, wants to be famous, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. owes money to people, uh, goes back in time, uh, doesn't really solve anything. Everything's just kind of like a mess. And sounds exactly like family friendly fun. I think that could be fine. I think yeah. that's the right character. Yeah. Or the landscape over Warner Brothers right now with this is with these successes they've had. I think that Booster Gold the is lovable loser. The That's lovable the tag loser. Line. Yes. Yeah. And you could always you could, you know, if they insist on doing their crossovers, there's this is a natural crossover with the Shazam type character. I mean, mm-hmm. the the real question is Skeets is gonna be the the thing that sells. You're gonna have to I guess sell so. Skeet. I guess so. Because he's like your C three PO, he's your sidekick buddy. Yeah. So who are you going to get for him is the real question. Like, what are you going to have? Who are you going to call? I, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I, I Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. Perfect. Wouldn't I, be mad. <laughs> wouldn't be mad at all. I, she's hilarious. I think it'd be perfect. She, I, she's, I think she's just let her riff. Just exactly. Riff. She's, and she's she's the perfect second because I think whether or not she has an ego in real life, I feel like I feel like she can totally let it go for a for a part to be like, no, I don't mind playing second fiddle right. as long as I get to, you know, really let yeah, it go. It doesn't go. have to be a guy or girl. Or plays, Andy Samberg. Okay. But like specifically oh, okay. from Brooklyn Nine Nine. I like that. Like, like that, that character yeah. he plays yeah. in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, you can get That's a really you know, funny comedian to do the voice of Skeets. Yeah. You know, I think that really works. And this is, I think, a, a character that has not been overdone, oversaturated in the minds of the of the public. I think they don't used, even, because the public doesn't even does know. Does not even know who Booster Gold is. Yeah. He's been in like the, some CW, I think when they're doing uh, the Superboy or uh, Smallville rather, I think he, they used him once that or was, twice. That was super late. But that was super but, late in yeah, their yeah. run. So I think this is a character that has not been tarnished that you can then even go further. If this works out, you can bring, bring in the, you can have some, some uh, cameos or Easter eggs to the Blue Beetle. 
who is Maybe. his comic lifelong friend being introduced and have and introduce the ble- the Blue Beetle, and then you could do um, the other characters from was it Paragon Comics that they purchased? You have uh, what was the 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 character the uh, the, the other character they based uh, Rorschach on um, the the faceless guy, the faceless detective. The question. The question. Yeah, you could bring him in, and you could do like your own Watchmen. Uh, with bringing in the characters, the analogs that they create, that they use to create the Watchmen, and just you own those characters. Why not? Yeah, I guess so. Let the whole let, let them all out of the box. I mean, I I do love the question. Yeah, I really do love the question as a character. Yes. Sorry, the, 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 that was it. That's all you it was. Bring him in. <laughs> I, and I was trailing just, off into thought, but I'm not going to follow up with anything. I was just thinking about it. it's like yeah, yeah I really enjoyed the question, especially because like the anim- the. Justice League Unlimited was the one that got me into the question. And then I started to read up on the question and the question's like this ham fist detective who would be played beautifully by John right. Hamm. If we all think about it, because yeah, like you could put the, anyone behind that mask. Well, like just that, Age just that straight, yeah. just that like square jaw that John right. Hamm has would look great with no features. That's right. You could, I think that's a perfect character. That, and, and I don't know. I'm not sure if that's a character that is, Set up for the the silver screen, but you definitely have the DC streaming service now where I'm not sure how far down the road maybe they would think about tying in these movie characters and the streaming service characters. But you could certainly do that. You could introduce lesser known characters and then kind of call them up to the movie characters and tie ins down the road. So you have like, I think now there's some optimism. I just really hope that they hired like some XC or some X. CW CEOs mm-hmm. for DC as far as doing the a DC channel universe. Yeah. exactly yeah. just as I mean again I, I'm not yeah. you, don't poach you from Marvel that's fine I understand you may not want that you know brand or whatever else but right. they're in house right they're right, already on contract C, right but CW CW is doing a phenomenal yeah. job you know they they have an amazing Flash Arrow mm-hmm. you know Batgirls coming out a fantastic that woman, She's Batwoman. A woman. sorry. So you could definitely borrow from lesser known uh, execs over at right, yeah. CW who have done this. They did a very difficult thing. I think they, it's really underappreciated what they did over at CW, taking all these shows, Supergirl, and tying, Smallville, and tying them, them together and making it work. And now they're going to do their their big uh, climactic showdown type of event. They're, they're going to be doing Crisis on Infinite Earths to say goodbye to the Green Arrow character, Steve mm-hmm. Amell. Uh, and, and finally, this is now a, close to seven years or so of storytelling that's going to culminate in this big crossover event they're doing over at CW. So I think CW doesn't really kind of get the appreciation that it deserves as far as doing all these successful shows. And now, right, as you mentioned, Batwoman is going to be introduced, yeah. getting her own ongoing show. And then you have Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is this big TV CW superhero crossover event that what they're doing. So I would go right. I would see who's in charge. I would just start asking. Right. <laughs> knocking on doors over at the CW studios and who's do who's in charge well, of that, making these that's decisions. The thing. I don't know if it's Bring like them in. I don't know if I'm just an old yeah. man or what, but yes. I think of like the CW and I look at it and I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, it's just teenage fluff. It's, it's yeah. But looking at it, I'm like, no, they, they do some good stuff. They know their stuff. Yeah. They they are legitimate, you know, storytellers as well as producers. And well, they, I mean, it's it's kind of like how we've always asked, why hasn't someone just told Jeff Johns to write a screenplay and hand that in and just go off that? No Jeff one knows. Jeff Johns, the, a really acclaimed comic book writer, for those of you, I, I've gotten some cl- complaints that people don't really know the comics as well as the superhero movies. <laughs> so just throwing the name we Jeff keep, Johns We sometimes. keep making like, I have to add a little... Do uh, we need Chicago-style footnotes yeah. at the end? Mark Fluffer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he wrote blah, 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 blah. There's a, I don't know what the reason is why movies operate on their own in their own uh, kind of ecosphere yeah, where they know. don't like to go and like mess around with the with television and how they do things in television we do this is this is the movies kids we handle things a little differently it's like up a here. one-shot comic or a special <laughs> right like who would I ever think to write something like that they don't like to slum with the com with comic book creators and with television creators too much they like to especially over warner brothers they they seem to have their own way of doing things with the way that they're developing these these Which is why people are angry at that's them. right that man needs to come back and avenge someone i don't know there's i wonder ah! i mean literally think about it right michael keaton's batman came I out know. in 1989 in 30 years how many batman remakes have there been ah well, that's one of the things that they're being almost gifted right now. Four Supermen, at least? No, no, Batman. I know, but there's been at least four Supermen, right? Yes. 
in that time period. And they yeah. haven't announced what the story, what it's going to be. To go back to, Bat, to, to Batman for a second and then segueing into uh, more comic book related topics, uh, which is more heavy lifting. So for the people who are listening right now who are still trying to catch up on their homework right now so that they're ready for the comic book talk. Um, that well, name again is Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns. Uh, I, I just <laughs> want to talk about like with... Uh, with the Matt Reeves Batman series that he's going to be doing for the for Warner Brothers for the movies, they haven't announced officially what the story is going to be yet. So there is because they they've almost been gifted this Michael Keaton Batman Beyond character where you yep. have this old oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. retired Batman who looks basically in the when when they did it for the the cartoons as is Michael Keaton as you can get. He looks like the older Bruce Wayne. Yep. And you could have, granted, I don't think, I don't know what, I guess it doesn't matter. I, I, I would think that Robert Pattinson would need to be younger in order to fit the Batman Beyond character. He would. Character, but you but could I write it It doesn't out. matter. It doesn't no. matter, I guess. No, it does. It does. Because you can, <laughs> sure. you, you could write him out to be like a little bit older where mm. like, like he still kind of lives with his parents, but he's kind of like a regular Joe who just kind of like kicks around a lot and he kind of stumbles his way into it. You know, what if, what if what you played, I mean... If there's some forethought, yeah. right, to this, if if I if I were running the studio, I would say, okay, let's let's put Robert Pattinson in as Batman, and let's mirror the Spider-Man Iron Man scenario, mm-hmm. and and run Robert Pattinson up like we did with Robert Downey Jr., keeping you know a ten-year whatever else run with it, and hit him as sort of like one of the central characters, and then Batman Beyond is the transition from Phase One to Phase Two. I got something better. Uh, Robert Pattinson, right now, uh, and just give him a baby. Be like, that baby grows up, it's Damien, then you do Batman and Robin. These are the conversations. Well, like a weirdly violent Batman and Robin. I was going to say, okay, all right, but then, all right, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. That's it. That's all the, you got. The, I would say That's the problem. Pro- well, got. you, you got to do some time jumping there. Um, but yeah, I could. I could see mm-hmm. no because Damien's only like what eight or nine or like, he's like in 10. the teens. He's yeah, and like I mean he's, he's a part of the Teen Titans, so maybe like eleven. He's like t- he's like yeah, in that ten range, which works in the comics. But as far as like on the big screen, having a ten year old who is a master in karate, Hit Girl. I know. I know. Hit Girl immediately it comes worked. to mind, but sh- I think that was. It's tough to do. It's tough to do. That had um, Nick Cage, okay? It did. You need your Nick Cage. All right. Actually, Nick Cage as old Bruce Wayne and <gasps> Robert Pattinson. That would be amazing. I would pay real money for that. Because, like, imagine the breakdown that Nick Cage would have from this scene, like the first episode of Batman Beyond, mm-hmm. where Batman grabs the gun and he's like, then throws it away. Now, just imagine Nick Cage. From like Mandy, that freak out in the bathroom, yep. but as an older Bruce Wayne. Yep. That'd be hilarious. So we'll I'd see where they that. go with that. Obviously, I think Batman Beyond would be something that I think they would be a little scared off of doing because it's like outside the norm and they're just looking at how much money the, what is they don't the want to ch- they don't want to chance the Batman franchise. They want to do a Batman movie. They don't think they want to mess with the formula at all. I would love it'd be perfect if they got Michael Keaton brought him in and having had him be old Bruce Wayne and had this be Batman Beyond to take place in the future. And then that way they wouldn't have to like address what where's is this taking place in the modern Warner Brothers DC continuity? Yeah. As far as it relates to because Wonder Woman is still in continuity. Right. Uh, Gal Gadot is still Wonder Woman. So is in she met the 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 uh, she met the um, the Ben Affleck Batman. So if there's a new Batman and he's younger, how does that work? So setting it in the future kind of answers all of those questions. I mean, right? you could also just like age know. up Gal Gadot, like maybe like ten years, put a, put a few little crow's feet, give her hair like a few few mm. little salt wisps, little wisps of salt in there, and there Move you go to the future. Yeah, well, everyone in the future. Just move the whole thing to the future. Move it Everything. on up. Who cares? S- scorch the past. They've I already mean, ruined that's, it. That's what they've been doing. Yeah, that's right. So let's move it to the, the comic book uh, shop talk of the week. We just, before this episode, all sat down and watched the minute-long trailer for the Last Night on Earth, which is Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder's magnum opus, their swan huh. song, as it were. Um their final story, it's going to be a three-issue, 48-page. 
That's it. Only 48 pages. 48 pages, three okay. issues that they're okay. releasing. I don't okay. know when book two and book three are coming out, but this is going to be their swan song. They started with these characters. They took up the Batman book back in like 2015 or maybe 2012, 2012 12. With, yeah. with the new 52. And they've been together linked uh, from that time until now. And they've been a, a beloved pair as far as writer and an artist and they've done some great work over that time. And this is their swan song. And it takes place in the future. It's a Batman in the future trying to understand his past. And therefore, it's it's this post-apocalyptic type of Batman situation that I guess is going to take all of the strings and plot threads that they've introduced since the beginning of the run in 2012 and tie them all up. And we're gonna, it's very interesting how they're going to do it. it. It's got a very metal soundtrack in this animated short that they did. It's a little cartoon that's taken the artwork and has made it like uh, moving comics that you've seen in places. And they put a little soundtrack and they put some text over it. So it looks really cool. And it's something that I'm really, I have to read it because I've read everything that Scott Snyder's I've gotten Snyder's the written. card in the mail and it yes. says, sir, you have to read this or we shoot you. That's right. So I'm very excited wow. about it. So it comes out the that's, 29th. That's how it works. May 29th. May 29th mm-hmm. is a big day for DC. They oh, yeah. have the reason you have this coming out, which is a huge book. And also you have Doomsday Clock, number 10, which is Jeff John's um, two year, three year long story. That Was he's there telling. only supposed to be like a year and a half? I don't know. It's a 12. It's a it's a uh, it's it's a it's a mini series or maxi series, 12 issues long that is taking place over the course in real time of three years that, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with it, it's, if it's the Jetsons meet the Flintstones, but in this case, it's the Watchmen meet Superman and Batman. I like it. No, I like it. The Watchmen are being introduced to the mainline current day DC comic book characters, bringing them into the mainline continuity. It's great. It's been really, really well done. Oh, it's and, been perfect. But between each each issue, there's like a four month gap, and this has taken three years it's, for Jeff Johns to finish, and he's only this is ten of twelve, I believe. I don't understand. Is it like like what the real thing is? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like it reminds you of Steven Universe in the sense where mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. would have long delays in between episodes. Um, of course, Cartoon Network released and like a new episode a day. So instead of like a month of new episodes, you right. had a whole week and then you just had waited like four months for another new episode, which was terrible because cartoon network owned by Warner brothers dummies. That's right. um, but I really wonder what's lagging it because it's not as if the artist is the person I don't who's know slacking on it. Cause this artist, I forget his name has always done great work. Oh, that's the thing. Like if you look over at, at DC and a, com- a comic book news item I was going to get to is that they are announcing that in 2020, I might as well just say no, because it actually kind of uh, plays in really well to this, this discussion topic. They are going to stop double shipping books. And Adam that, asked me, what does that mean? Yeah, what Adam, does that mean? I did. I did. Before the show, uh, what it means, and I think that's a good question, is uh, it's something that is such a common, regular thing. Like, oh, yeah, I guess that it, that is something that they didn't used to do. Batman, for example, they ship twice a month. So Batman 60, for example, Batman 65 and Batman 66 come out in the same month. So it is they're they're not reducing the price on either title for the comic book reader. It, each book is like three ninety nine or four ninety nine. Double dipping. They're double dipping essentially, and it's a, it's more expensive. And if you're a person who's trying to catch up like me. I'm like, oh my God, I just keep on getting further and further behind in all the books I have to read. And Batman, I'm like six months behind because they they send out two Batman stories a month. So my point in saying that is it doesn't seem like if Tom King, who is writing Batman right now, he's a really good writer. And yeah. it doesn't seem like there's any issue that's preventing him from writing two books a month. And he's been doing that for several years. And the artist, uh, it seems like they have pretty consistent artwork. It's it's usually the same art um, artist that they have on that book, and if they're doing yeah. it twice a month, I don't know if if someone like Tom King who's doing work on the level of Tom King can do a book twice a month, like every single month with consistent artwork. I don't know why it takes Jeff Johns so long to put out this Watchmen well, okay, book. Okay, so that's the thing, and I think I would like to think maybe yeah. speculating that. What's happening is that because they're folding in the Watchmen characters into mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. like mainstream DCU, what they're doing is they're trying to write the stories that's going to be happening like a year down the road. Oh, with so these they're trying characters. to time everything. Exactly. Okay. So I feel like what they're doing is they're like, okay, so Dr. Manhattan's going to come back. Right. Well, what's going to happen after Dr. Manhattan and this story ends? I think that's the issue where they're like, well, 
we have to finish. We have to finish up all these other storylines exactly. first before we, have to tie up these loose we can ends. drop this bomb that where this story concludes in three years. We have to be ready for the story to conclude. Exactly. So you can't just finish up this this huge crossover event in just one year's time yeah. because there's so many other things you have to tie up first. I, okay, I get that. I, get I that. think I think that's what that is because sure. in my mind you have all of these capable writers and artists right. who can do the work quickly. Well, when when uh, Jeff Johns was doing Green Lantern, yes. how many different he was writing like green lantern like twice a month right. and he was also doing i think other the, green lantern yeah. books at the same time right. so it wasn't just like hal jordan green lantern it's like uh green lantern, he was doing green big lantern crossover Corp. events he's doing blackest exactly. night and he was doing brightest day exactly believe, and, that, so and that's he was the very thing. busy yeah that's, that's right. the thing so i think that that's what they're doing they're okay. holding off on it so that they're able to be like okay now mm-hmm. that doomsday's clock's over uh we have all these uh things for the watchman characters because yeah they made such a big stink out of it. Yeah, with the Watchmen returning to the DCU, so it's it's interesting. Uh, so it's going to be a big a big uh, big day for it's going to be a big comic book Wednesday. So you have, of course, the Last Night on Earth, which is this big Batman book, which is going to be huge. And really, I'm going to miss Greg Capullo and, and Scott Snyder and their pairing. They've done yeah. some tremendous work over this, this five year plus period where they've been together doing, they did Batman metal. They did their, their bat their standard Batman run. They've done night of owls, court of owls, that whole big event. They were responsible for that. They've done a ton of great work. And of course you have doomsday clock and the third one that is kind of being relegated to kind of the, the third fiddle situation. I'm not sure how many fiddles you need in a, in a typical uh, quartet or something. Seven. How many, seven fiddles. So actually seven. that's a pretty good Se- Yeah. Seven fiddles on a quartet gotcha (laughs) exactly guys you found my achilles heel trying to trying to describe uh different collections of uh of musicians and things like that but uh i I digress so you got in the third one falls in the third spot is heroes in crisis which is a crossover event that is still happening that is written by tom tom king who is the writer on batman right now Mm -hmm. and it's this uh for those people who have not been reading it, it heroes in crisis is essentially it's this rehab area where they send broken heroes to who have been through some fantastic been through some stuff some family stuff man come on and they send them there and they like they like brain wipe them and they allow them to like come to terms they brain wipe them don't don't they like erase their memories a little bit no 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 no, no, no. what they do is they let them act out um kind of their issues so instead of talking to a therapist they're able to kind of like go through the steps of therapy with like hollow screens yeah. and they're able to just kind of work it out on their own. I'm glad you're summing that up for me because I feel like this Heroes in Crisis event has been happening. This is issue number nine. Yeah. I feel like this has been taking place over a long period and I just whipped through the books really quick and they're all like, I'm not loving it. So it's I, immersion I, I, therapy. Yes. I'm recalling very few details Thank about you, it. You're so welcome. there's been a character, of course, um, that it, that has died. Yeah. Yeah. And they're coming to terms with that. And I don't want to spoil it for any for well, I mean, a bunch of people have died. A bunch of people. There has been a couple of notable deaths that have occurred in this. And it's actually been a, these uh, events have actually carried on to other comic book books. I know that Batman has uh, the Batman standalone monthly book has dealt with the death of this character. And they're doing a crossover between the Flash and Batman as a result. So that's going to be the third book released on 529. So go out to your comic book store, pick up these books and hopefully in 2020, you'll have less of a haul because they're not going to be doing the double shipping anymore. You're they not going to double have, the price now. They just double the price now, which is great, which is super great. And yeah, it's it's really exciting. And speaking of Tom King, Tom King is uh, going to be finishing up his run fairly shortly his, his on Batman. His planned 100 issue run. Yes. Going to be dropping off at, I believe, 85. Don't quote me, 85, 86, somewhere in that 80 range. He's going to be dropping off. And I read something that it's, it's a result of poor sales on the book and i don't know how that's possible because i've been looking at the top like i don't sales i don't, charts. I don't think that's what it is i also just think that like he's literally so, I, th- I think he's yeah. done what scott snyder hasn't been able to do yet which is <coughs> plan out a story and complete it in mm-hmm. the time allotted yeah or less or less, yeah. Because, like, Tom King decided... Because he, re, like, after Scott Snyder wrote the, his main mm-hmm. thing, he was the one who picked it up and was like, I'm going to introduce um, Gotham Girl and Gotham, right? I believe it was Gotham yeah. and Gotham Girl. That's right, that's and right. And that, that that was his very beginning. And then he kind of decided to go more into this dealing... This Catwoman. Yeah, to yeah. dealing with, like, him and Catwoman and the fallout. I think people just didn't like that they didn't get married. Spoilers. Yeah, that was one of those things where he's telling a year long, he's t- telling like a hundred issue long storyline between Batman and Catwoman getting married. 
and people were not satisfied with that wedding issue. I mean, it, it's it's whatever. I mean, I thought all the issues leading up to that were good. Yeah, me too. Me I, too. I think that but now you get to it like an emotional apex. Yeah, if it doesn't end the way you wanted it to, it's tough to keep reading on the other side. Exactly. But I, I think that they're dealing with that now. And right. I think that's what made people angry. They're not like, he needs to deal with this now. It's like, yeah. he's a man who's supposedly an adult who hasn't gotten over his parents' deaths. Yes. So like, I don't know what you're expecting. It's been a really well done book, but I would like to see, I would personally just like, I'm getting bored with it. I think it's really well done, but I'm just getting, getting bored with it. And I can see why DC thinks they can do better with another author on this book. And I wonder if, I certainly hope it's not Brian Bendis, who they bring over. I know they're really excited to have Brian Bendis back in house over at DC. Uh, is there is any chance Brian that, Bendis? Brian Michael Bendis. Can I not say Brian Michael Bendis? Can I not say Brian Bendis? I have to say Brian Michael Bendis, don't I? Yeah, you do. Uh, I can't just, we're not on a two-name basis, I think. No. Brian Michael Bendis and I. <laughs> Jeff Johns, could he take over Batman? Or is there someone else? I don't, I, I don't think there? that they're going to give Jeff Johns Another Batman. big book, yeah. It's a big, um, it's a big I mean, title. Past, so like he, they're still supposed to be doing the Black Label three right. Joker story that he's supposed right. to have done. Like, there's that series, maxi series. I forget how, what kind of series. That's so supposed he's to be. involved in this Black Label um, shenanigans, shenanigans because that's really what this is. Comic book line, and actually, last night on Earth that Snyder and Capullo are doing that comes out this week. That's actually going to be part of their Black Label. So they're getting that rolling slowly but surely. And, of course, the Three Jokers story that Jeff Johns promised yeah. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. 20 year, it, was in a, it was on a tablet. You had to find the other half of the tablet. You had to put them together to get the full story. Uh, and then you had to put it through a printing press to get the full answer. And then one of those decodable like rings you get in a Do you remember? Cereal box. Sorry. No, I was just saying, mind you, that Sean is talking about a stone tablet, yes. not a an iPad. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. Or is that a stone? Just, just, just for our, you know, listeners to understand. You're, you're searing little chips with like <laughs> trying to fit the microchips back together. You're trying to get the lines reconnected. That's right. That'd be yeah. tough. Difficult to do 20 years ago. Right. Exactly. Oh, it was hard, but very you, difficult. We did it. Um, we, did it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We did it. I'm really confused. Did Batman damned end? Batman damned. I sure. The, the one where you saw <laughs> Batman's, reading. Batman's supposed um, penis? Yeah, I'm going to say it did end. Because I don't remember reading the last few issues of mm-mm, that. Mm-mm. I don't I don't either. I'm Now you have me second guessing everything in my I, life. Because I remember the second one coming out, and that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel. So... Obviously, DC has a lot on their plate right now. Yeah, they're not just retiring Tom King from the Batman from Batman writing. They, he's actually getting his own book. Well, he also, Batman Cat, slash Catwoman. So he's going to be stopping his yeah. Batman temple book, and he's going to be segueing into his own uh, individual series, Batman Catwoman. So I guess he'll be able to finish his story. I think Maybe. it's only twelve issues long. Actually, it's, it's only twelve issues long. So actually, I wonder if it has to do with the the falling sales or not being able to. Um, hit a threshold of sales that DC was hoping for. Cause he mentioned that he had a hundred issues planned as far yeah. as this Batman Catwoman story out. And he's dropping it at about issue 85 and yeah. he's doing then a 12 issue series, Batman Catwoman. So I, I think they're just getting impatient. Like, you know what, man, we need someone else to kind of bring some new life into breathe some new life into this Batman book. We still want you to be able to tell and finish this, this Batwoman, yeah. or this Catwoman Batman storyline. People are into that, but so it seems like, I don't know. There's, there's I mean, something there. I think maybe Tom King is less of like a show him kind of guy mm-hmm. and more of a tell him kind of guy. Cause you remember jokes, the war of jokes and riddles. I do. There was a lot of like describe Batman describing what happened mm-hmm. as opposed to showing what happened. I gotcha. Um, I think that was my main complaint about Tom King. Yeah, where I'm a like, long time ago. He's been on this book for a very long yeah, time. That's yeah. Story, remember, that remember that and when and like the Joker carved a question mark into the Riddler's chest. Yeah. And he was, he was frowning a lot. Yeah. The Joker, he was doing a big frown and then, yeah. he, then he smiled. Yeah. And I can't remember Weird. why. Uh, he found a joke. I guess. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Yeah. Tom King, I think he's had a good run. I think if you could do 85 issues on Batman, you've, you can really kind I mean, of Tom catch King yourself in has back. also done Manhunter. Yeah. He did um, Mr. Miracle recently, mm-hmm. too. That's right. And those that's are right. both great books. Oh, that's right. I forgot he did yeah. Mr. Miracle. And yeah. I think I think his the thing about Tom King is he's more of a character who deals with the emotional side of things. Right. Like, that's why he wrote um, 
heroes in crisis where mm-hmm. someone was like, he probably was like sitting on the toilet just thinking about it. He's like, I wonder what happens when Batman has to like right. deal with the lives he hasn't saved or like yeah. other characters like Booster Gold, who's who's your family friendly Deadpool, sure gets is. into severe depression about the things he can't do anymore. Yeah, he's he's a he's really a writer, Tom King, who gets down to the nitty gritty as far as what makes these characters tick. Yeah. And like it follows them emotionally. And I think for a Batman book, that's good for like a really strong issue or two. But I think over a long term, you need a Batman who just is punching clocks and punching rocks. And I don't know you need it to be more action oriented and not to say that Tom King's run hasn't been action oriented, but I think it's, it's been too thoughtful for too long. I, I think what you have is you have a character who has a lot of issues literally too many issues to cover in 85 issues we I, pretty much like there was that run after uh catwoman was like we can't get married right and then she ran off into her own series and <laughs> it was i think like Spoilers. three issues i th- whatever <laughs> whatever game of thrones i think it's like three issues where he beat the crap out of mr right. freeze yeah. And Everyone's Bruce like, hey, Wayne was you're hitting on, people too hard, Batman. Right, right. right. And he Bruce Wayne was the, uh, actually on the uh, jury yes. talking about it. Right. He's like, Batman that was interesting. Guilty. And that's ba- that little mini arc was interesting. But I think Tom exactly. King's run has been that over 85 issues. And I, I think yes. that's what bothers people is that, that awfulness. Like, you have a character who deals like he's supposed to be the world's greatest detective right but he does a lot of uh not detective work he's detecting in inward he's doing his own personal detection no it's a, it's just funny like very rarely do you see batman do any heavy mm-hmm. thought lifting like yeah. there's never a time where he's like i need to rethink my my goals here he's yeah. just like kapow because i got my bat belt because my bat belt has everything well i was it. gonna say that's that's one of the things that Batman Beyond took care of right because mm-hmm. the Batman Beyond is all about Batman being introspective. Whereas, and what's his name for Batman Beyond was just like, let's hit things. Yeah, exactly. They wanted someone who is less, I think, weighted down by like his parents dying. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the the Batman Beyonds, uh, Batman Beyond. Oh, his, same uh, scenario. What? So his the the new Batman Batman Beyond his character, his parents were killed in front of him too. Uh, his, they, they've had his, a couple of them. His, oh, okay. So main story. Father dies, beaten by the Joker gang. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Terry is, like, being chased Terry by McGinnis. them. Yeah, Terry yeah, McGinnis. I, and then right, he yeah, runs they're... into uh, Wayne Manor, which is somehow mm-hmm. just, like, the easiest thing to get into. Sure is. Um, and then he just kind of stumbles upon, so easily, yeah. uh, Bruce Wayne's, like, secret identity. And Bruce Wayne's like, well, I guess you're Batman now, aren't you? <laughs> and that's it. And really what it was, it was a counter... But I don't want to be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it was really just, like a Spider-Man yeah. as a Batman character, which in hindsight, looking back at it was a terrible idea for a character because what they were trying to do was bring in like younger kids mm-hmm. to the cartoon. Sure. But like as an actual character, he's really terrible at his job and doesn't right. learn actually anything. Like he, he can't, he's not a detective. He doesn't have this intelligence right. or this fighting he's skills. He's a very different character. The whole thing is just teenage angst. Yeah. yeah. That's what but the like is. not well written. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, we're going to see that. No lessons learned either. I'm no, right. just I'm a brooding Batman with teenage angst. That's, I mean, really, that's, that's all it was. Just a brooding Batman. Batman would be like, rom, rom, rom. And then Terry would be like, yeah, whatever. I got to go catch a girl. And then and then that's that's it. <laughs> no, that's that's the entire it, thing. It, it was, bra, bra, bra. I got to go back on my date. Bra, bra, bra. <laughs> Sorry. So you're saying that we're probably not going to see a big screen adaptation as I was hoping. We Batman will, Beyond, but it but, better be better. Yeah, but we'll see. it's going to have Snowblind. The character whose superpower was uh, from Marvel. Okay. Was it Marvel or GC? Oh, where no. he did cocaine. The, co- the cocaine Yeah, thing. the cocaine yeah. guy. Uh, you mentioned Snowbine blind so on, this, good. on this show it's several so times. I should know that immediately without having to think about it. You've mentioned Snowblind so many Ooh. times on the show. I'm, I'm glad you've taken that in. Yes, I, I, really, I really hope they get like, you know, a meth head from Arkansas and that's that's <laughs> the new superhero. You know, what's your power? <laughs> right? You got cocaine. You got cocaine and a meth head. I smoked that blue crystal. Right, gets blue, me get, yeah, there you go. Because it's part of Breaking Bad, and no one, no one wants to, it's a wink and a nod to Heisenberg. But right, I was, I was gonna say you, you could have a Heisenberg shadow in the background on a, on a couple of the frames. Oh, that'd be awesome. Say my name. <laughs> so, gentlemen, it is Memorial Day weekend, and this episode, God help me, will be out on Memorial Day. Uh, with today being the weekend, mm-hmm. I, I hope to have a little time, and then tomorrow I have off, so I'll be able to hopefully put it out on Monday or Tuesday. So if you're listening to this, I hope you don't get called into work. I hope I don't. I hope not. I'm so, I'm so sorry because 
the one time where like your boss was constantly like, oh, yeah. hey, 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 <laughs> hey. <laughs> no. And I'm like, oh. That was, uh, that was a very stress-free recording. Uh, so there was, there was indeed <laughs> that. Um, so to a lot of time with our with our families uh what do you guys got planned for the weekend if you don't want to talk about the future what have you been getting into in the past what's what have you been hot dogs and german salad yes but german potato salad right we'll make that very clear mm-hmm. german potato salad is that served cold or warm i forget it's it's warm basically it's potatoes bacon and vinegar okay because all this no no because my old man used to make that and i forgot what it actually is because it's been so long isn't there like a little gelatinousy too if you if you if you overboil the potatoes, you get a starch gelatinous to it. Yes, Ooh, I, like I knew it. So I knew it. Um, it. It also depends on the potato you use, right? You can't you can't use a um, a russet as my mouth waters. You can't use a. <laughs> oh God! Look at, look at the, I, the, I had to swallow in that last comment. That just last a sentence. Fall of like cartoon rule. Coming from you can't mouth. see it, but Adam is like searching for his keys right now to run <laughs> to his car and uh, go the, start on this meal. As soon the, as this the, the trick is, is to use. Yeah. red potatoes because sure. they they have it they are a bit waxier That's but they have less content right L- but they less have less starch content i think i know nothing about potatoes and i'm irish <laughs> i was saying neither do i i'm just okay. faking my way through it but um <laughs> yeah they they seem to work the best because russets are just very dry and require sure. a lot of butter what about a nice golden potato golden or a butter potato they they are delicious the problem is that it takes away from the um the german vinegar See, I, I know required. the Germans like hate themselves and they're like, right. the vinegar's good for you. It is. It, it's the acidity makes you remember how good life is. Oh my God. The is a remi- is a reminder for your mouth to be like, hey, there's going to be something better after this. Remember, death could happen. <laughs> <laughs> so please enjoy the sun. I your last see, like, meal. That's a really good title for like a, a New York Times bestseller. The vinegar is a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can see that being like, I'm more, stealing it. Like a five star, like the vinegar is a reminder. Like that's a really good title for a bestseller. Detective vinegar. <laughs> now you're going in the wrong direction. Wrong direction. Wrong, wrong direction. The vinegar is a reminder. Um, that's beautiful. It's a lesson in a title and a bestseller. Uh, I've been getting into Fleabag. Have you guys seen oh, the, sh- the show? The show Fleabag. It's so on are, Amazon. Are you, it's a BBC show, but it's on Amazon right now. Amazon are you out watching season two right now? I finished it. I finished, oh, finished it. Okay. Is it, is it worth it? Oh, it's great. Okay. I, I watched, is, yeah. The first is, episode is great. The first, so you watched the first season? No, I've, I've seen the first season. I watched the first episode, yeah. the second one where you have oh, Moriarty in it's, it. Yeah, it's, it's just, really good. It's okay. really good. It's really good. It's um the first season, of course, of Fleabag is the show I took along. It took me a lot. I kept on seeing it being featured on Amazon Prime, and I decided, oh, it's in. I have a 4K television, not to brag. <laughs> but I was looking for free. I have a 4K curved television that takes a whole while, but like, whatever. It's I fine. was looking for free 4K content that I could utilize my 4K television. Where nothing's in 4K. And that was just happened to be a show. I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. And it's in 4K. Most most importantly, it's in 4K. And Fleabag is really, really, really Do good. Do you see all the pores? You see every pore. Every port. I don't God. think I have a 70 inch television. And I still don't feel like my television is large enough to fully utilize Jesus, the power of 4k. I feel like you need a larger television because I don't see a difference. Between no, I, I, I understand that. I understand. I think that. you need to have a larger television, but it's uh season two of Fleabag is such a good continuation of season one. Okay. It's, it's, okay. It raises okay. the stakes. It's one of those like raises the stakes kind of thing. It doesn't just like it does its own thing. Of it's course, BBC, but it's better than yeah. season one. It's BBC. Anything. That's one of the things I like about BBC. And that's I, I, I am one of those Americans that, yes. you know, that will tout the BBC because uh-huh. I want to make this very clear. Not because I am an Anglophile, but uh-huh. because anything that the beat that is able to make it into the American markets from the BBC market means that it has to be really good. Yes. So there are so many filters sure. that it has to go through in order to get to the American market. It means we only get the creme de la creme. Because they produce a lot of shows they do. over there. Like countless shows. I miss BBC Four though. BBC Four's got a lot of good comedy. That's right. That's it does. Right. It does. So yeah, the, I, speaking of the BBC really quick, I we watch Sky News sometimes. We flip it on just for background at work. <laughs> and... I saw a commercial for Downton Abbey's movie. Oh, yeah. You don't see that. Oh, movie. yeah. I forgot. That. Yeah, they are making a Downton Abbey movie. So I got very excited because <laughs> you don't see the commercials for the Downton Abbey movie here in the States. Oh, no, of course anywhere. you wouldn't. So there's there's that, of course. And uh, Sean Brennan, what are you getting uh, into? I've gotten back into Attack on Titan. Oh, very good. Cool. Okay. Should I get into Because I kind of like. Have you ever gotten into Attack on Titan? Li- live action or, or anime real quick? Anime. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, okay. Also, 
subtitled original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. I don't yes. need you renaming <laughs> what everyone's actually using. Okay. As well, as far yeah. as technology, don't character. re-explain. Aaron. Oh, is that Aaron over there? As opposed to Aaron, is it's Aaron, right? It's been a while for me. Uh, I watched the full the full first season of Attack on Titan. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, I loved it, loved it, loved it. And then it took forever for them to come out with season two. See, and then I started watching a few episodes of season two. I'm like, you know what? I don't have the love anymore. No, no, the, no. You should. I you lost should. a little bit because of love. it's it's still there. And the best part is season All the right, second half of season three has started. I know. So I just heard that. You're like maybe like what fifteen episodes in? Yeah, maybe I'm like twenty episode three or four into season two because overall there's 53 52 and 53 right, right now um i'm I'll gonna let you know gun. what yeah let me what tell you run. this though you know how like sometimes shows go to like a season two or like a different company mm-hmm. and things go terrible yes that's what they didn't do they stayed with the same <laughs> company do and that. did great anime <laughs> it's beautiful but the episodes i felt like the earlier episodes of season two like really kind of straight off the the main plot like I'm, I'm learning and spending time with so many of these side characters that I do not care about. I just want to see Aaron turning into a big Titan and slamming people across the face in a farm somewhere. That's what I want to see people dealing with childhood, childhood trauma. And it comes out <laughs> in a terrible way. Uh, that's what I want to see. So, okay, I'll get it back happens. into that. It happens. Yeah. Trust me. Um, what I like about it is that sometimes, uh, it can go a little crazy. Yes, I But I know then that. at the end of the day, you're just there for giant monster fights. That's right. With like a weird underlying political message. Yeah. All right. And I'm there. All right. I will. Uh, I'll get back into it. Also, one other show before uh, that, that, that comes to mind. One Punch Man is back. Yeah. Have uh, you seen second the second season? I, I might be one episode behind. Okay. Do you like it? Because Oh, yeah. I love it. Okay. Because I heard that since they changed production they houses. Did. They did. Um, they kind of re-changed how they do the action sequences. Uh, it still looks good. It still okay. looks good. I, 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 know that I knew that going in and I, I haven't been bothered by it. Okay. So it's it's, it's a only you, only you. It's, you're the only person who hasn't been bothered by that. I'm the only person they're making the show for. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's an audience I've, of one. It's this Truman Show type. I've of thing. seen the ratings. I've, <laughs> I've seen the ratings. <laughs> Did Sean watch? That's the question. <laughs> it's, it, it's like, is it is Mercury in retrograde? You go to yeah. that website, yeah. it just says yes or no, <laughs> and that's the website I'd for say, Sean. The, I'd say the best is that it, it's not even like it's a Nielsen or they, they do a Nielsen rating instead yeah. of an email. You know, it's, it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down. <laughs> I just Sean watch it, thumbs up. If not, thumbs down. A bunch of sweaty businessmen, studio execs sitting around a, a large uh, Oval Office table, just like sweating and waiting for the. <laughs> numbers to come out and they all flip over the, the paper at the same time and they'll either say yes or no or it's a picture of me right. doing a thumbs up or a thumbs down because they, they're doing this weird Truman show thing but they're all very nervous because they could lose their job if I'm not watching because yeah, yeah, they're only making course. it for one person right. they're high stakes no one knows why they're making this show mm-hmm. and why I must watch it and why they're only making it for me yeah. so uh, a lot of a lot of Hari Kari situation if Makes I don't watch that week people are just committing Hari Kari right in the, the hallway of that, uh, that, that anime studio yeah but yes, uh, issue 177, Super Friends Super Show. You can find us, new super podcast on Twitter. Look us up on iTunes. The usual usual subjects, I like sub, sub um, usual suspects is the word I was looking for. The usual suspects, look us up on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts has a new interface right now. So yeah, how's that working that. out? Because every time they do something new, I always yeah. hate it. You can go on their website now. You can go on, instead of having to be forced to load up if you're on a, uh, on a on a computer yeah. and you find a iTunes podcast feed on your, your browser, instead of being forced to load up iTunes as a program, you can actually listen and preview songs or podcasts or music within the browser itself. It doesn't Ooh. force you to load iTunes anymore oh, if you thank want to God. listen to or subscribe to a podcast. No, seriously, iTunes, I know. I, 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 it makes you, it doesn't matter pod- how I, yeah. good my computer is. It, yeah. it is always glitchy and it always, yeah. it always slow scrolls. The future is now. terrible. Future's oh, I think you me. still have to load up iTunes if you want to subscribe to a podcast on your computer. But if you just want to play an episode, you can now. Urge to kill. Right on your right Urge on your to browser. kill lowering. That's right. Urge so to kill lowering. It's, it's important, I think. It's an important change they finally get around to making. So find us there uh, at Sean dwyer.com is where you can find me on that's my handle on twitter sean brennan at sean sand sugar that's right on the tweets and on the zeros and ones adam patterson adam r patterson twitter anything any final thoughts you guys want to convey before um, we depart here i'm not mad eat about our potatoes hp <laughs> eat your gelatinous potatoes yes. i am not mad about hbo doing Watchmen. no i will good. watch it 
And I, you will be the Watchman. Yeah, I will be the who literal watches watchman. the Watchman. I, Sean Brennan. Does. I, I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, I, I won't lose sleep over it. Like you know, like Game they of, watch, like Game they of want Thrones. you to. Yeah. yeah, they want you to lose sleep, so you keep watching more episodes of Watchmen. Yeah, I'm just gonna watch it. It's like uh, WWE. They were uh, they're being asked. Uh, we were talking really quick before the show about wrestling. You're talking about you're into CZW. CZW. It's a cre- I'm aware of it. I looked at my nose at it as a lifelong real <laughs> wrestling fan. <laughs> as, a, as as someone who likes like technique, sophisticated wrestling. <laughs> uh, I looked at my nose at CZW, uh, but I'm aware of it. I am aware of it. Uh, <laughs> I acknowledge his existence. Um, AEW All Elite Wrestling just yeah, did their yeah. big, big show last night, and it got rave reviews. It's a $50 pay-per-view, so I did not order it at a principal because I have been conditioned recently that a pay-per-view should only cost $10. And the fact that they, and I understand they're trying to get off the ground, whatever, but it's being really well-received. My whole point in, in bringing this up was... They're trying to do actual wins and losses that matter? Yes, there is that. What, was, what were we talking about before? What prompted me to talk about... Um, I don't know. Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Watching, binging, and yes. Watchmen, he's not going to binge because yeah. God Oh, okay, forbid. there is. I found it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> eight, uh, so they're real competition because they, they're backed by like a billionaire owner, the owner Ted. of the Jacksonville Jaguars, like mm. the, the son and the father. They own the scene, the, the son and the father, the Holy Spirit, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Uh, and they, that's how that works. They, how works. they uh, WWE was asked about, you know, George Barrios, who's the president over at WWE, was asked, hey, are they real competition? And, and he really sidestepped it in a way that you would expect him to. He's like, you know what? We view everything as competition. Sleep is competition. We are always battling. We look at sleep. Sleep is competition. <laughs> sleep is competition. Sounds right. <laughs> so. Every like, time I go to sleep, I just fight my way back awake, and I'm like, ah. Every every single day, I I have to fight sleeping. my I, I have to fight my wife. You know who's gonna sleep longer? That's right. Who's gonna take care of the kids? I usually lose. Um, I accept that, but I do fight every day. Tonight, Dad is taking the Nyquil. <laughs> That's why they're implementing more loud like horn blares in the middle of the programming in WWE just to wake people up just so they continue <laughs> watching. That's right. And they sent home, they, they, they're like sending around little, uh, there is some of the merchandising is like little, uh, little masks, little luchador masks you wear, but the little luchador masks come with like a weird apparatus to keep your eyes open. Oh yeah. So you can, yeah, I've seen that and you can't like undo them. <laughs> So they've been passing those. You've around. seen them because you can't see anything else. <laughs> That's right. So they're battling against. Uh, so sleep is the enemy if you are trying to produce content, as we are. Uh, so go to sleep. You have our permission. Super friends, super <laughs> show. Uh, thank you for listening in. Uh, join us again next time for issue one seventy eight. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>